Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to talk about something that I think is a phenomenon. I know it is here in Michigan. I know it is around the country and perhaps around the world. We're going to talk a little bit more about that with Stacy Townsend. She's a former student athlete that has evolved into an attorney, entrepreneur, advocate, author, athlete, as well as coach at her core. Stacy is a deal maker that has brought in over a billion dollars in deals and two successful clothes, all the while playing pickleball. And mm-hmm. she knows a lot about it and she's going to dive into it with us. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. All right. So give me a little bit more about your background. Take me to college and kind of where you are right now. Sure. So I grew up playing softball. I played competitively at college. I went to the University of Texas, El Paso. I'm also a dual citizen. So I played for Great Britain for eight years, three world championships, multiple Europeans. And when softball was taken out of the Olympics in the London 2012, that was my calling to go back to school. So I went back to law school found my way down here to West Palm Beach, Florida. And along the way, my parents introduced me to pickleball, like coming from softball, leaving that path behind. Pickleball was a new avenue for me to be competitive, be physical, meet new friends that had similar interests to me and being um, you know, active. So it's been a wild ride. And I got your name from a story I read in regards to the origins of pickleball. Who invented this? How did it start? It's a great story. It started much longer than people think because it's kind of in the media lately. You think it's relatively new, but it was started in 1965 on Bainbridge Island, Washington. There were three dads, Joel Pritchard, who was a U.S. congressman, Bill Bell, who was, I guess, a spy, and Barney McCallum, who was a business guy. So three dads, they had some bored kids, so they cobbled up what they could, and they created pickleball. And since 1965, they've kind of perfected the rules between them and people that have carried on their legacy. And that's kind of how it started. And you got a paddle game and you got a wiffle ball and (laughs) you got this court. What has made it grow at such the huge pace it's growing? I think there's a few things. One, you kind of hit on it. You need a paddle and a ball and you can mark some chalk down on a driveway, just how accessible it is. I think that's one thing, how easy it is to learn. You know, I come from softball, that's my athletic background, but I know a lot of people that have no sports background, no your little athleticism, and they're on the court having a rally, having fun and getting better. So it's easy to learn. And the third thing is the social aspect. The court is about 25%. You can put four pickleball courts on a tennis court. So you're much closer there's four, you typically play in doubles. There's four people on the court and uh, it's just more banter, engaging and much more social. So I think those it reminds are- me of golf too, Stacy, from the aspect of anybody could play at any age range, you know, which That's is right. kind of cool. Yeah, certainly. My parents are the ones that taught me. My first partner in a pickleball tournament at the time was 10 years old. And she also played with her grandfather who was in the 70s. So at any age, it's a sport for life. You know, golf, I think, is a great parallel. But what other sports can you really say you can play your entire life? So what's been at the core of the amazing growth of the sport? The last two years alone, the sport's grown around 40%. So there's 5 million people playing. A lot of people think that that's a lagging number. They think it's probably more around 8 million people. I think a lot of it is 
just starting to snowball. You have much more money coming into the sport, which means more eyeballs. The media is all over it. So I think that obviously helps. So the money is coming from people investing not only in professional tours, but also equipment and everybody's trying to get a piece of the action. The growth of it reminds me a little bit of MMA from the aspect of it was dogs quite a bit. No one thought it would grow the way it's grown. And now it's amazing when you look at the social media, there's a professional league. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So there's two competing tours. One's called the PPA, one's called the APP. They both are really driving the sport forward, investing a ton into the game. We had pickleball, pro pickleball on a major broadcast for the first time ever on CBS, reaching over 600,000 people. You also have major league pickleball. You have two billionaires kind of at the head of each of those entities. So it's really making for a dynamic, interesting landscape in the pro pickleball era. Social media, I mean, the points at these pro levels are totally unbelievable. It's really fast action. I think when people think pickleball, you know, the stereotype is it was an older sport, older person's game, and that's totally changing. It's getting younger and you should really see these pros play. It's fast action. And I think that's what's leading to some engaging social media and going back to everybody can play it. There's a lot of celebrities in the sport, which makes for a lot of viral content. We're talking with Stacey Townsend, who is a pickleball entrepreneur and expert. We're going to talk with her more. Stacey, when we come back, I want to talk about how did you sell this? How hard was that to do? We'll talk about that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back to the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Stacey Townsend and we're talking all things pickleball. All right, Stacey, so you're an entrepreneur and you got to try and find sponsors, especially you want to find national big name sponsors. And some of them probably roll their eyes at you. Tell the story about how you started getting these people on board And I'm always interested when people blow you off and then you kind of blow up and how they respond after that. So take us back to when you first started going out into the world trying to sell pickleball. Well, when I first started, people would ask, well, what is pickleball? So I think that was the hardest hurdle at the beginning is there was a big learning curve. Not only did you have to try and sell something, but you got to explain what pickleball is. And I think that's changed drastically in the last couple of years, at least when you go out and sell pickleball, the people don't ask what it is. They know it, they've played it, they've seen it maybe on TV. So that makes it much easier. When it comes to pickleball, I think it has so many great qualities that kind of sell itself, right? It's fastest growing sport. It's social. It hits all ages. It doesn't matter your socio-geographic, economic 
it crosses all boundaries. And when you sell that story of pickleball, I think a lot of brands and companies want to be a part of it. Everybody that comes in contact with the sport, you know, you hear a lot of, it changed my life, right? What brand doesn't want to be a part of that story? Did you have any companies disrespect and blow you off and then ended up coming into the full later on? Who doesn't have that story, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I think especially in the last two years, that great change from what is pickleball to, oh, I understand it now. I want to be a part of it. Certainly that that's happened. And you're seeing a lot of people want to get ahead of the trend. You know, I said pickleball has grown 40% in the last two years. Some folks feel that we're going to go from, you know, five to eight million today to 40 million people by 2030. So people want to buy into that and get ahead of the trend. Stacy, what was bigger in the growth of pickleball? Was it the social media or was it getting on TV? I think it's the grassroots. So social media is part of it. But I think it's the fact that, you know, for instance, when I started playing pickleball, I loved it and I couldn't stop talking about it. And so everybody I came in contact with, I talked about pickleball and they were exposed to it. And my story is not unique. So imagine, you know, if everybody taught four people or four to 10 people, just the explosive growth the sport could have just by the organic grassroots approach. And I think that social media plays into it because you go play pickleball, you snap a picture playing, you, you feed it out to your followers. But I think it's that micro level and it's really starting to take off maybe now because people with bigger reaches are really talking about it. How big was the CBS deal? Well, a normal pro broadcast, it's on YouTube, but it's, you know, Tennis Channel, Fox Sports, it's been on some, you know, quote unquote, smaller networks compared to CBS. And when you look at the YouTube numbers, it was between two and 3,000 people watching it live. The CBS deal had 621,000 people watching it live. So, I mean, that's exponential. We'll see what happens. I know it was, I think, a paid media deal, but it could do amazing things for the sport. Maybe it'll be back and changing the landscape. Outside of the U.S., Stacey, what are you seeing? Are other countries, is the world picking it up? Oh, that's a great question. It is played probably in about 70 countries, but the level of participation is much smaller than here in the U.S. Canada is probably the second most popular country. With that said, I think a lot of the countries are experiencing the growth. They're just further down in the growth cycle. But it's great to see and think about, you know, a lot of paddle sports are popular around the world. So pickleball can certainly follow that trend. Talk about the pro leagues. How big is that now? What are the paydays for winning some of those tournaments? What's that like? Major League Pickleball had probably the biggest payout for the pros for the top team. They split $100,000 between a team of four. They have a unique format, which is a team. So $25,000 a piece for one weekend of play. The tours, which is the PPA and APP, have more traditional bracket style, like a double elimination or single elimination. And both tours are giving out millions of dollars on the year. I think the PPA is giving out $3 million in prizes to the pros. The APP, I think, is slightly behind that. But with all this money, you know, the pros are putting more into their craft, really investing in it. You're also seeing more people come into the game, specifically tennis players that maybe are on that lower tier. They can see, oh, I can convert to pickleball and really make much more money or make a career out of this, especially a number of years I can play. But the biggest thing I think is fun. You hear all these, everybody getting into the sport, the pros, how much fun they're having while making a career out of it. 
We're talking with Stacy Townsend about all things pickleball. When we come back, we're going to talk about the transition from tennis to pickleball, Stacy's website, and pickleball in general, and how you make it work and how you win. We'll do that next. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Stacy Townsend about the growth of pickleball. Stacy, talk about your website. I found you on Instagram. I put pickleball in the Instagram and your website popped up and you've got quite a few followers. Talk a little bit about social media, especially your Instagram site. Well, I'm glad Pickler popped up when you typed in pickleball. We're doing something mm-hmm. right there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we have a website, a newsletter that goes out every other Monday, our social media, a podcast. But essentially, we want to give out the best content in pickleball, whether it's tips, strategies, news, stories. And we like social media, just like most businesses. We try and push out our content there make sure our followers are up to date and make it fun and engaging along the way. How many followers do you have now? Just under 6,000 on our Instagram, but our biggest following is actually on our newsletter. We have almost 85,000 subscribers on our email newsletter, which is what we put our most time in, what we're most proud of. Stacy, how interested are businesses, are people who are trying to marketing their project? How are they interested? Are they interested more in social media and the TV? What are they like? I think what I've seen the most is their interested in really getting involved. They want to have active on the ground sponsorship. So they want to be at the tournaments. They want to be at the camps you're running. They want to have a more personal touch with the pickleball community, which I think speaks to the grassroots. When it comes to Pickler, the newsletter hits on that a lot for them because that's our most engaged concept, but they really want high quality instead of just an ad placement. They want to be involved and really dive into the pickleball community. Something you said really caught my interest for many years. Both my boys played AAU basketball. We were traveling all over the country. We're going to camps. Talk about the camps you have for pickleball. Oh, everybody wants to get better, right? So camps Mm -hmm. are one of the best ways to do that. There's camps by the pros, by paddle manufacturers, kind of all across the country. There's even pickleball trips that you can go to across the world and have a camp and a vacation in one. There's camps on cruise ships. It's really taken on a life of its own. When it comes to pickleball, what's the transition from tennis to pickleball? Like, it seems like there's a lot similar going on there. Very similar skills, but I think the biggest hurdle for tennis players is understanding a different strategy. A lot of tennis players want to stay at the baseline and have rallies baseline to baseline. Pickleball, your chances of winning a point or winning the game go up dramatically if you can get yourself into the kitchen line, which is 
the line seven feet away from the net that you can only hit the ball out of the air if you're out of the kitchen. So that understanding the strategy and diving into what's called a dink, which is a soft shot at that kitchen line, really understanding the nuances there is the most difficult piece. But tennis players, they can come in and do really well very quickly. All right. Give me the basics of the game. What are the basic rules you need to know and how are you successful at playing? Sure. So understanding the rules would probably be the first because there are a few unique rules to pickleball. Both the serve and the return of serve must bounce. You can only volley the pickleball if you're outside the kitchen. So there's, again, there's a seven foot space on either side of the net that you cannot be standing in if you hit the pickleball out of the air and really just having fun. I mean, those are like the two most basic rules. And if you get the underhand serve in and just go have a laugh, people will help you in advance and improve along the way. But having a good rally with some friends over pickleball is wonderful. Talk a little bit about the strategy. I have played a lot of sand volleyball. And so, you know, their stacks, your partner tells you where they want the serve to go. Talk a little bit about that in regards to pickleball. Sure. I mean, pickleball, they say, is kind of more like chess than checkers. There's a lot of strategy involved. The basics is you want to get to that non-volley zone. Like I said, your chance of winning goes up dramatically. The game has evolved to become much faster pace. So the critical shot is going to be the third shot. I think traditionally, a lot of people used to hit what's called a third shot drop, which would be a soft shot into the kitchen in order to help themselves get to that kitchen line. You're seeing more people hit drives as more tennis players maybe come into the game. So get to that kitchen line. And then it's all about what you do best, playing to your strengths and picking at your opponent's weaknesses, whether that's a soft shot or speeding it up, going hard because you have fast hands. Maybe you're doing a lob, but moving it up, staying unpredictable and finding what your strengths are. Pickleball's turning into big business, isn't it? I think so. It's definitely the last two years have been unbelievable. And I think you know, this 40 million by 2030. I mean, that's at the end of this decade. If that's true, if that can come to fruition, it's going to be an amazing sport to be a part of. How have we in the media done at covering your sport? I think pretty incredible, especially like I said, the past few years, everybody from ESPN Sports Center just did a really nice segment on the game, Sports Illustrated. You have the New Yorker, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, the Today Show. I mean, You've had a ton of media coverage on the sport, which has only helped fuel the growth. The biggest thing to continue the growth is getting more courts out there. I think that's been one of the biggest challenges. You know, people want a place to play and make it inviting for beginners. I think those are the biggest things. You know what they did at the high school that my boys went to? Actually, when they resurfaced the court, they mm-hmm. drew the lines on there and then they put the varnish over there so they didn't have to use cones or anything like that. I think a lot more folks are doing that. Yeah, there's plenty of opportunity. I mean, pickleball courts, it's as easy as drawing chalk in your driveway, right? But uh, I think as the game evolves, you'll see more dedicated courts that are specific to pickleball or a hybrid like you're describing. If you want to learn more about pickleball, go to the Pickler on Instagram. We've been talking with Stacy Townsend. Stacy, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.